Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. Hey, uh, yeah, we're on, uh, we're on this conversation of uh, summer and the Psalms, and I'm just going to jump straight into it. We're going to read today from Psalm 46. Somebody say Psalm 46. Very good. You're all very awake and alert this morning. So the words are going to be on the screen uh, the Joel Eakin, who was wrecking in a Subaru car I see uh, yesterday, I think, uh, is going to be putting the words on the screen for us. So Psalm 46, verse 1 says this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear, the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And verse 11 close the psalm. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Can we pray? God, we just thank you today for your word for the Bible. We thank you, God, that it is a light to our feet. We thank you that it is your inspired word. And we pray, God, in these next few moments that you would speak to us through this. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. Psalm 46. Aren't the Psalms powerful? I, I shared a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't Matt great last weekend. It was such a good message. Uh, Matt's our good friend. If you missed that message, please grab it on Spotify. He flew yesterday, so he should be in Miami right now. And I think he's got to preach three times for his first Sunday. So he's going to be a jet lag boy with uh, three young kids on a plane. That's going to be interesting. But great message. And Today, I have the honor again of talking about the Psalms, but I think it's good to mention that if you haven't been reading the Psalms, or like me, if I'm being honest, it's not a book of the Bible I naturally gravitate to. And I always naturally gravitate to the New Testament. I, I always end up, going to, I read, I've read Ephesians so many times. And, but I, I just encourage you in your summer, just read the book, just read some of the Psalms. They're so powerful, would you agree? But Psalm 46 is such a powerful one as well. And I pray today over these next few moments that you would glean maybe as much as I have got. Uh, I spent yesterday um, trying my best to study with the boys going mental in the house and running after cows and everything else we do at the minute, which is good crack to say the least. Um, but uh, as I finished this preparation this morning, I got up early and sitting in the peace of my own house and the quietness with God, um, I pray that you maybe pick up what God was speaking into my heart that I believe is a word from God for you as well. But... Uh, I titled today's uh, message, Inside Out. 
And this is what I, that I realize is you can only draw out what is inside. If it's not in there, you cannot bring it out. And as believers, um, I think the phenomenal thing for us as we respond to life's circumstances, situations, and scenarios, having God's Word in us helps us respond better. Would you agree? And I, I believe this this morning, that the greatest tool that, the, that God Himself has used, is using, and will use for Him to reach your neighborhood and your community and your world and sphere of influence is you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan and a purpose for you. We could now go home. Let's get come to a coffee and we'll hang out. But unfortunately, you're going to listen to this agonizing Dunhamman accent for the next few moments. This week, um, it was a an interesting week for our family. That was a very sad week. We, we, we said goodbye to my cousin, Richard. And uh, is that you, Richard? He would appreciate me doing that, just letting you know. He was my cousin. Some of you guys have met Richard. Um, he has been here at the church a few times, and I just wanted to bring it in. It fits so well for my message this morning uh, to help us illustrate a point. And not to be scared to mention him because... Uh, I want to honor his life, and we got to do that as a family this week, um, to remember the good things. It's, it's not a hidden fact to say that uh, Richard struggled with an addiction for most of his adult life, and it would have been that addiction that brought him to the end of his life, but we believe he's at peace now. Um, but it's a funny time when, when someone dies, because regardless of where you go about death, it's sad. Yeah? Jason, is this place going to blow up, or are we okay, or... <laughs> He's struggling up there, but they're all good. Is this all good? Happy days. Um, death's sad, no matter, no matter what way you look at it. It's, it's loss is not an easy thing, and even looking at Richard as my cousin, he lives next door to Victoria and I and our family where we grew up, and his mum and dad passed away, his sister, and you know, it was just a time of mourning this week and for the family and surrounding friends and community, but the, the, the type of Richard's life it, uh, with his addiction, it, it ended up, sadly, that he was isolated a lot. Um, and kept himself to himself, and uh, it is what it is, and we, got, we had his funeral, it was a service of thanksgiving, we got to thank God for his life, but what I noticed at the funeral, um, it was kind of very, very powerful, and it helped me to kind of talk about and unpack this morning is that you and I and everybody else, we have way much more influence than we realize. You know, going to the funeral, I, I was just really encouraged when I walked outside. In fact, I was somewhat shocked at the amount of people who were there. And when we went outside and we did the thing and went under the hearse and then we landed at the graves and there was even more people. And at the wake being there and listening to people coming along and remembering this guy, my, my cousin Richard's life from he was a teenager right up until his last days. And some of his, his friends have been socializing with him and some people have remembered him from years ago from being on a chopper bike to being on a motorbike to being on a Nova car and just remembering all the good things about his life. But it helped me understand and encouraged me in this is that, um, thank you so much, Jason. Let's give Jason a wee clap. That was well rescued, whatever that was. And the building didn't blow up, so we're fine. Um, helped me understand that, you know, even someone like Richard, 
you could look at him and have said he didn't have any, maybe, a, as much influence as some other people. You know, he was quite isolated in his addiction and the way he'd lived in the end season of his life. But actually, Richard actually influenced a lot more people than I even realized. And I, I want to say this to you, that you influence so much more, so many more people than you realize. And the McGee, it's nice to have you visiting with us this morning. The McGees are with us and their grandchild, their granny and granda. So don't refer to them as anything else other than granny and granda. Uh, then he can remind me that I'm 40. It's whatever. Um, uh, but you have an impact in my life. There's some other people in this room and uh, Stanley through rallying as well and my parents and different people. There's, peop there's, there's people in this room who have influenced my life and, and, and many long years, or long time ago and recently. We, we impact more people than we realize. So did you know that you impact more people than you realize? Are you encouraged about that this morning? D did you know that people are literally watching your actions? Yeah. But the challenging things is when we come to things like our actions and how we act, often our actions are reactions. And often people monitor our actions from our reactions. And how many of us know that an action or a reaction sometimes isn't always the best action? Has anyone else ever reacted and then when they've reacted and sat down and sat down and absorbed in God's word and prayed about it and meditated on it day and night, as scripture says, they've kind of thought to themselves, bro, I could totally handle that a lot better than I did. Is that just me? Very good. We're in good company. We're in the porter here of the hotel locally down the street. This guy is the night porter in the Ebrington Hotel, so there you go. There we go. I'll remember that one of guests there now. Hey, we, we nudge. <laughs> Can never say that. Here we go. It's now 500 tonight. I'm kidding. But how many of us know that, like, and, and it's true, like, you, you only have to have one interaction with someone to, to, to determine. And often, I, I don't know about you, but particularly before I followed God, I, I would have been, I'm the, I was the best commentary on Christian reactions. In fact, I kind of went out of my way to poke Christians to get them to react so then I could contradict their actions. He's some Christian. I knew that whole thing. Anyone else? And all of a sudden, I find myself now being a Christian. And it's funny how many times God gives me the opportunity to prove my actions. And my motives are set from a Christ-centeredness inside of me. And sometimes people, because people are like me, us as people, living in community isn't always easy. Yes? Apart from our house, we float about in halos, don't we, Victoria? And you think that I glow in the dark. No? Wow. Victoria is very much said no to that. But our actions really do matter. But often it's measured in how we react. And when I read through this psalm today, and even talking about this week, going through, just what we're going through as a family, and all the rest and whatever, and there is no answer that God is not the answer to. There is no situation that God can't take you through. There is nothing that can pair to the wonder-working Word of God. It is miraculous. God is my refuge and my strength and ever-present help in trouble. 
no matter what you're going through in life, God's is with you. And to be people that do react, because we do react, we must react in situations and scenarios. We must respond. Maybe that's the better word. Don't react, do respond, because they are two entirely different things. Reacting is doing it in the heartbeat of an emotion. Responding is letting ourselves be still and know that He is God. Absorb that into our lives, and then we can respond. But what I want to let us know today is that if you are going through, whatever you're going through in your life right now, all I'm going to say this is this. I guarantee you now that you're going to react, but not only react, you're going to respond way better when the Word of God is inside of you than it is not. So if I'm a, if I'm a sales pitch man for reading the Bible, which I kind of am, that could be my job, I, 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 I say this, that this book will change your life for so many reasons. It is the living, inspired Word of God. Would you agree with me? For so many other reasons. But this, this conversation this morning, for these few moments that we're having here together, to help you to react, to respond, to, to act in life's situations, life scenarios, when the Word of God is in you, you're going to respond better. You're going you're to handle yourself differently. You're going to face sadness and loss with hope that there is eternal life. Yeah, you're going to challenge the, the arguments, the, the, the grind or the conflict or whatever's going on or the ups and downs and scenarios of life just better because you going to work tomorrow and blowing a gasket isn't a witness for God. Just, just grow up, Andy, and be the pastor. Settle the hot head, Andy Gamble. I'm going to leave everybody else alone. Calm yourself down. We'll get the kitchen finished. That's just me and God. Because Andy Gamble can be a little bit hot-headed sometimes. Did you ever know that? Not a clue. John's astonished. Can't, my mom's uh, seriously. Ralph must have got that from you, Victoria. I, 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 I can respond. But if I'm being honest, this last week, just talking to people and the weirdest, the weirdest way, and I, th I hope you catch my heart here, it was a great week, meeting family and friends and reconnecting, getting to talk things through. And a guy said this to me, he says, one of the reasons why I know, why I know, didn't say why he knows what, but why he knows I'm a Christian. He says, how you, how you act now is different. And I thought, sir, you definitely really encouraged me more than you realize there. Kind of having a bit of a slagging match too and all that stuff. Where are you at now? I know doing. But when I think about my life, man, I really do handle things a lot better. I'm getting there. It'll be an hour 20, Victoria, 20 years, said us. And it'll be awesome. It'll be amazing. But when I look, at, look back in my life and to see the biggest change that God has brought into my world is actually how I respond. I respond a lot better than I did before I met God. Because I have a peace inside me that passes understanding. I am content. But are, if you are someone who is a blow-the-head-off-the-gasket person, you are in the wrong. And you need to calm yourself down and get the Word of God under you and settle. Be still and know that He is God. Because the people that you're blowing the gasket with, it ain't really giving a good impression, is it? But we don't need to labor that anymore. We're not going to camp out in that one. But it's certainly a fact. True? Are we with me? But the scripture talks about, we'll come to be still and know that I am God in a little moment. But this Bible 
It's just awesome. Like, it's just amazing. In fact, it even says awesome somewhere in Scripture. I read that this morning in a different translation. I thought that was funny. But there's so many reasons to have the Word of God. But to have it in you is to know God. And to know God is a phenomenal way to live because we can just face life scenarios regardless because, you know, it's just a blink of an eye. Ralph was five this week. And he has now the proud owner of a turtle. I'm so happy to have a turtle in our house. Get to clean this thing out every three days. It stinks. It's called gold. So the goldfish now have got promoted to his bedroom because we literally have no more room in the hotel room. It's like an aquarium. I, saw, I told someone this morning, we're actually, what we're actually doing in our house is we're, we're getting ready for, the, for Noah's Ark. Really, we're going to do an Ark, I think. Like right now we have a donkey, a horse, some cows going on there and whatever. And we have a turtle, we have fish. Uh, what else do we have? I mean, oh, yes, we have. We, the, here's the deal. For some, you can do this. You can send someone online, and they will send you caterpillars. And them caterpillars currently are doing something, and they're now going to turn, turn into butterflies. So there you go. We have butterflies in our house as well. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I'm sure we're all good. It's a blink of an eye. The greatest toolbox that God has to reach this universe is you and I. And I just wanted to encourage you that today. It's summer, I get it. A bunch of us are away at the caravan. I understand they're enjoying the rain on the North Coast. What it's about is we had a solid great time in the North Coast. We've wore raincoats. But it doesn't change the fact that God can change your life right now in a second. If you don't know God this morning, you can come to know him and you're going to have a peace that passes understanding. Just like that. Day and night. Psalm 46, though, verse 11. Let's have a little conversation about the last verse. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In fact, it says the God of Jacob a few times, twice in that chapter. But the people in the context of the Scripture would have known this because Jacob represented all the 12 tribes. He was the God of the people. The God that we're talking about this morning is not a distant God. It's not a faraway God. It is the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the people. That is the God we're talking about. God wants to be on your and I, us, or level. He is with us. So regardless of what we face and regardless of what we're going through and regardless of what we're going on or how we react or how we respond, you know, Nathan Ferris has just gone to the fire service. He's now a, a, a fire fighter. <sighs> Whatever, I can't say fireman anymore. Um, but just talking to him, listening, you know, worked in church, a mega church in England. He's been here and helping us plant the church. But opportunity, 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 opportunity every time to, to respond, to, to act as God. Yes to reach people, to talk about faith, talk about faith. You and I, we all have opportunities to talk about this God. And I don't know about you, but I would rather talk about the God of Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the people. He is for us, and when He is for us, not one thing can be against us. All good? Is this helping you this morning? And then we talk about in verse 10, which is a powerful verse, and that's a verse that I go to often in my own walk with God, be still and know that I am God. Be still 
and know that I am God. Joel, can you put that on the screen? Thank you. Just the words, be still and know that I am God. There we go. See, 1 John chapter 3, verse 19 says this in the New Living Translation. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Our actions matter. But in life situations and life scenarios, we get the opportunity to be still and know that He is God. And when I studied this a little bit more yesterday and as I dug into it, the word be still in the Hebrew translated to a word which is pronounced. Joel, can you put that word up that you and I both don't know what it says? Two dyslexics trying to work this out. Nathan, pronounce that word out loud for me. Rapha. Be still is translated to the word Rapha, which means, hear this, to drop, to let go, to be slack, or to be weak, which is a very, very interesting thing to say, because 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 10 says this, this is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults, just lost my note, and hardship and persecution and difficulties, for when I am weak, I am, then I am strong. So, in my weakness, God brings strength. Be still and know that I am God. My actions matter. All these conversations we're having, let's try and tie this whole thing up right now in these next few seconds. Be still and know that I am God. Easy, Andy. Great to read that. Oh, Andy, just give me a bit of a lecture about how I react to people and respond. Just not react, just respond. Yeah, well, I'm talking to myself and God's talking to us all. But really, what causes that? What causes us? Often we're not at peace with God. Yeah, we don't really respond the best, which actually fundamentally really means we react sometimes not the best possible way. So I just want to ask ourselves the question this morning as we close today's message inside out. What do we need to drop, let go, be weak with? Don't be weak in God. Be strong in God. But be weak. Let go. Don't let go of God. Let go, though, of our worries of our grief, of our anxiety, of our doubt, of our regrets, of our anger, of our frustrations. Give them to God, and He will help you with them. The God that transforms you on the inside will be seen on the outside. You see, the accumulation of your life, when it boils down to it, really, will people say how successful you were? 
won't they? Will they talk about whatever? Often what really impacts people is how we are as people. Yeah. We had lots of conversations this week about a man called Richard, my cousin, who is, God bless him, at peace. But it's funny, the conversations always come back to, he was a good man. He's always a good man. So therefore, as we close today's conversation and think, what people think of us, ultimately, it doesn't matter because we've got to be secure in the Lord. And when you're insecure in the Lord, really, who really cares? I'm not embarrassed to say I'm a Christian, are you? I've never been more proud to say that I'm a follower of Jesus because I have what everybody is searching for. Yeah, I have the contentment that passes understanding. I have a peace that's better than any drug thing that there's nothing can comprehend with the love of God. Nothing can beat this thing. I'm proud today to tell you I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. But I've got stuff in my life that I need to continually surrender to the Lord. And I'm just asking you a question today. What is yours? What are you carrying that you don't need to be carrying? Because when the Bible says be still, what really God's saying to you today is what do you need to be weak? What do you need to let go? What do you need to let go? Let go, let go, so that you can ho- let God in. What do you need to let go? What regret? Is it, is it anger? Is it, is it doubt? Is it worry? Is it, is it loss? Is it childhood trauma? Is it what is it that you're carrying that is holding you from fully accepting and embracing the full embracing, wonder-working, powerful Word of God into your life? Because when you get that, the more you've got that you can get in, well, the more of God that you can let out. So I just want to ask you a question because it's between before you and God is, what are you carrying? Because it's not yours to carry. God went to a cross to die for me, for you just as much as he did me. God loves you. God has a plan for you. He wants to work. He, want, he already has used you. He already is using you. And he wants to use you even more. So in many ways, yeah, I said that actions don't really always matter. But really, they really, really do. They mean a whole lot. Because it's our greatest tool to impact the communities that God has put us in. But when we're carrying stuff that doesn't belong to us and that's hard to carry, well, then we don't respond the best. Let's just put it like that. So what is it? Let's close our eyes. If you listen to this message online, whoever's this person in this room, God, I just pray, we just pray now together. Help us, God, to be still, to drop, to let go of whatever it is we were never designed to carry. For some people, God, that's not easy. And we recognize that today. That's sadness, that's grief, that's hurt, that's lack, it's health, it's anger, it's frustration, it's disappointment, it's grief, it's worry, it's all things, God. But I, God, I thank you today that we can be still and know that you are God. So I pray every person here in this message today would be wiped clean. Your sin is wiped clean. Let them walk into the next season of their life. Help them understand, God, how important they are to you. Fill us and every person afresh this morning with your love. 
in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. Hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?